The following program contains themes and images that may not be suitable for most audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Panda Pig Inc. Rate, review, and subscribe. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed the commentary section. Mm-hmm. We are going to move on to our true crime section. Yes. Are you ready? Hoot, 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 let's do hoot, it. Hoot. Okay. <laughs> so this is another one of those where I don't have too much information about the victim. Um, I prefer it. I do my best. But um, I have some good info. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I at least have pictures of them, so I'll be able to put it on the video portion Mm -hmm. so you'll be able to see everybody's faces yeah we'll have it up on youtube (laughs) (laughs) so um on august 29th 2015 in astoria queens 2015 pretty recent just not too long ago just a few years ago okay um new york somebody calls 911 in a local neighborhood um after he saw flames shooting out of an alley So, <laughs> like actual like fire, like fire. Okay, fire. We see him. Fire. So firefighters found the body of a man with his feet propped up against the rear door of a building in an alley. Uh-huh. He was on fire from the waist down. Oh, ooh, yikes! They, they couldn't really say whether or not like he was still alive when the firemen arrived, but his body was so badly burned that oh. they could only identify him from a tattoo. What about the, his face? He's been burned, boo. You said from the bottom down. Right. So you're saying it climbed was, all the way up to his face? He was currently on fire from the bottom down. Oh, okay. So eventually it got him up to his face and yeah. it killed him. So the tattoo said sugar sha. Sugar sha? Yeah. Like S-U-G-A-R-S-H-A? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a neighbor who witnessed it said that he was bloody. Oh, this is a quote. He was bloody. He had bloody hands and you could tell that a fire had gone on because the floor was actually burned. Our Oof. children play in this community driveway. Now everyone is terrified to let their kids come out and play. So this was like out in the open. Yikes. This guy was on fire. I'm wondering if it's one of those situations where like everyone heard the screaming but didn't come to help. Mm-hmm. So, so there, on his body, there were bullet wounds in his torso. Oh, dang. No weapon was found, but a broken fingernail was found on his body. Oh, all right. So, Maybe um, they checked the epithelial cells. <laughs> clearly. They figured out that the man was uh, Sharon McWhorton. Sharon? Yes, S-H-R-O-N, Sharon. Oh, Sharon, okay. And they figured it out from his tattoo. How old was he? He was 43. Oh, wow. Uh, he um, was, the, his vehicle was found about 100 feet away from his, from his body. Um, he was the father of a 16-year-old boy. I mm-hmm. couldn't find information on, like, what he did for a living mm-hmm. or much else about his life. But he did have a girlfriend, um, 46-year-old Dawn macintosh okay okay so um so like three year difference yeah so law enforcement interviews his girlfriend um an officer noticed that she was missing a fingernail (laughs) so 
she denied any involvement in Sharon's death. Girl. But when they took her into custody, she confessed. What? Mm-hmm. That's simple? That simple, dude. So, did that, she, so did she do it? So that night, um, Sharon and Dawn argued at her home. Dawn accused him of cheating on her. She said that they had intimate relations, and then she fired two bullets into his torso. Blabber. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. She just Like that? Like that. Like, they were arguing. She went, pow, pow, you, and mm-hmm. after they had <laughs> After they had freaking tangled. What? She killed him after after they had had intimate relations. Like, immediately after? Did she um, just admit that? She said that after they had done it, then she fired two bullets. I don't have the logistics of, like... She did the like, deed. Then she did the deed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she finished him, That's and then she finished up. him. Like, Jeez. I don't know the logistics of, like, okay, she stood up, she put her pants on, and then bam, bam, bam. But, like... That's the timeline. Was someone cheating? Is that what she... What she she said that she accused him of cheating on her. Why? Did she get something? Um, they don't go into the details of why she believed he was cheating. Okay. Um, so she disposed of the gun after the shooting, washed her clothes, and called on her son, Dante Watkins, who was 21. Oh, she has her own son. Mm-hmm, and an unidentified relative to come and help move the body. They tried to hoist him into uh, the cargo area of his Jeep, mm-hmm. uh, leaving the telltale smears of blood on the rear bumper of the car. <laughs> I um, didn't even see it on your car, bro. But, but when they realized um, they couldn't move him out of the alley, like he's just too heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, they Is he a big dude? average or whatever but they were just too weak to get him i guess so i mean dead weight is really heavy true um so they rolled his body a distance from the scene of the shooting Mm -hmm. she admitted that she poured lighter fluid on his body and set it aflame okay so she apparently took law enforcement on a wild goose chase to try to find the murder weapon you like how she even though he's dead she's like you know i'm gonna set him on fire but i'm gonna set him fire on his parts pretty much first (laughs) pretty much (laughs) like it wasn't like okay doused from head down and she's like no the the parts first your little sacred box first Mm mm-hmm Damn, she was mad. She's like, you cheat on me with that, with that equipment? That equipment's the first to go. (laughs) Did the deed, bro. So she sent law enforcement on a wild goose chase for the murder weapon? Yeah, so like, she said she tossed it, and so they're driving around, and she's like, oh, well, maybe it's here, maybe it's there. Or she has it. Right. So she claimed that she tossed it somewhere on the Belt Parkway. Okay. And they took several rides with detectives but of course like you just said she had it all along (laughs) (laughs) you can't trust people seriously so some of the neighbors said that dawn was like pretty vain about her appearance that she didn't have great manners she wasn't very well liked and they so crazy how she ended up dating this guy then right no one liked her and she specifically like uh, a neighbor specifically was quoted as saying she did keep her nails done she always looked angry she would look at you and turn her head real quick damn i was like i 
Maybe she has like that long claws cutting nails. Maybe. I don't know how you function with those though. Dude, guys, we try. We try to be a decent girl. To have we try nails. having like not even like super crazy long nails. Like just enough. We can't do oh. it. Honestly, respect to the girls with the ridiculously long nails for being able to function and do things in everyday life. Like, like how do you skill. type? How do you wipe skill. your ass? That I that's just... the real question. <laughs> that that's a myth I need busted. Okay, how do you do that? A tutorial. A tutorial. <laughs> By a bidet. <laughs> honestly, honestly. Uh. So so Don and her son Dante. Obviously, we're arrested. Yeah. You know, they appear in court. Mm-hmm. Um, one article said that in court, they were looking stoic, not saying a word, as their, as their relatives sobbed in the room. Um, the defense counsel tried to argue that Sharon was abusive towards Don, and that the an abusive argument is what led to the events of that night. Interesting. So they were trying to go for self-defense? Yeah. Basically, like... Like, she was emotionally abused and distraught that she felt in her safety to protect herself. Okay. Yeah, so the prosecution said that later on, one of Don's children actually came forward and Mm -hmm. spoke confirming how Sharon was murdered and provided details to the prosecution. Damn. So it's like, okay. He went, yeah, my mama did it. Mm hmm. So in August 2020, she threw her under the bus. <laughs> yes, that's the same thing as it'd um, be your own. <laughs> do you remember the the murders of Marilyn Green and Jerry Hillard? I see, um, Inez Jackson, one of the individuals who falsely accused Al Story Simon of committing the murders, her daughter snitched on her too, saying that her mom was lying about her Dang. testimony. It do be your own sometimes. It do be your own. Like watch out. That's wild. Yeah. So in August 2020, just last year, it's recent. Don pleaded guilty to first degree manslaughter, oh, wow. um, and was sentenced to 24 years, followed by five years of supervised release. So in one of the first sentencings during, in like during COVID, you know, That's like in person sentencings, I think it said. Okay. Um. So I couldn't find if Dante, her son, was sentenced or not, because um, he was a part of it. Right. But like I said, it was one of the first in-person sentencing in Queen's Supreme Court since the coronavirus if pandemic began. If you think about began. it, maybe that's why he, he threw his mom under the bus so he would get less time. Uh, well, they didn't say which of her children threw her under the bus. Oh, just wait, one she of has her children. more than one child. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe that's why we didn't hear about Dante's conviction. Maybe he's the one who snitched on her. Who knows? Who knows? Um, It's very recent. But Dawn's lawyer said that she was physically and psychologically abused growing up and something occurred that ultimately triggered something in in Mrs. McIntosh's mental state Uh that caused this horrible crime. Damn. Um, So Dawn begged for forgiveness from Sharon's family and said things like, things took place that were really out of my control. I was broken. I was a broken woman. Um, a lot of things happened that led up to that night that can't be explained in a couple of minutes. If I'd reached out to help for help, maybe it would have been something different, but I didn't. And I made a horrible mistake. She said, I want the family to understand that I'm a good person. So that's like, that apology is like, I'm sorry, but it's not my fault. (laughs) Right. 
I'm like, yeah, I could have done better, but I did. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but it's not my fault. Like, the fact that you say, like, I want you to know him. I'm a good person. She still blames him. Like, okay, She's but like, if you, you still... knew what happened, I probably wouldn't have. But, like, could but you imagine the balls to say that to, to the victim's the family? family? Like, just know I'm a good person. This isn't, a, like, even this if you are a good person, you. you kill, like, my son is dead. My brother is dead. My dad is dead. I don't care if you're a good person. You like, took away my family. The so fact you're not that she admits person. that she could have done something else is probably what's messed up. Because it's like, dude... You just admitted you could have done better. You could have done something else. And you're trying to explain and trying to reason with them that something he had said led you to the point where you needed to murder him. I think something that I, uh, something that I heard that I really identify with is your mental health, like, it's not your fault, mm-hmm. but it's your responsibility. Yes. So you may be in an abusive relationship trying to get out you may be having personal issues trying to get out like those things that are happening to you people manipulating you or you having personal actual yes diagnosable issues it's not your fault but it's your responsibility to try and take care of yourself the best you can like if you can and you could try to i mean at least make an effort to mm-hmm. i obviously it's not going to happen overnight yeah. but if and, you mm-hmm. can take some steps for sure. And here she's using those issues as an excuse instead of taking responsibility. Like there's no the It's only not like he had her here. like locked in the basement, you know. I mean even I so. mean uh, that we know of. But still it's like she has the freedom to go get help. It sounds like she has the freedom to go get help. So well, it's it, kind of interesting how she brought that up as a point like, "Oh yeah, I could have got help, but I still killed him." And but I I'm a good it's person. Tough. It's tough because we don't know whether yeah, we don't know everything. physical abuse happened or not. Oh, for right? sure. So I also would feel guilty about, like, victim shaming her. Like, oh, for if sure, she's definitely. actually a victim and he was But they didn't say her. physical. They said it was mental. But even mental. But even like, with mental, rough. it's still hard. But it's at the same time, you know, she still claims, like, oh, you know, right. I could have done something else. So, like, on one didn't. hand, I... It's so hard because you don't know what happens behind closed doors. And even somebody where even if they are well-loved by everyone around them, they can still be an abusive butthole to a loved one at home. What gets me is how she gave the option on how she knew there was another option. When people know that there was another option and they are aware of it, that's what usually bothers me. Because it's like, I can't blame you if something, you know, you're in a terrible circumstance. I understand. But if you are aware you had another option, I mean, I feel like you probably should have taken the other option mm-hmm. or don't mention it but at all. when you're in an abusive situation, sometimes even if you know there's another option, you're yeah. in danger. So, But she of, didn't even say she was in danger, yeah. too, which was interesting to me. What got me... Cause, Besides that, she was like, oh, you know, I had this other option, but I was, but she didn't say she was in danger. She said, you don't know what happened, though. So I'm assuming Mm -hmm. that's kind of relating to danger. That's true. It's possible. Or she was just saying, oh, you just don't know what he said. From the evidence. Or you don't know what he did. From the evidence that's provided here, I don't, I believe this crime was unjust. Mm -hmm. You know, I believe that he was murdered wrongly. From Mm -hmm. the evidence that I have at present, Mm -hmm. you know, 
And I believe her remorse, quote unquote remorse, clearly she's regretful that she took these actions. But to say at the end, I want the family to understand I'm a good person. To me, that just negates your whole apology. That's a lot to ask for. Because it's just like, you took someone away from You're, them. But it's not about her, and she's making it about her. I want yes. you guys to know I'm a good person. It's not about you. It's about like, why are what you making you did this about them. you? Like, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. So, Sharon's I don't know what mo- happened. <clears throat> so, Sharon's mother, Barbara McWhorter, mm-hmm. was horrified, obviously, at the manner of her son's death. Yes. She said, quote, for her to shoot him and then burn him, I can't get that image out of me. Yeah, she um, went, I'm going to set him on fire. Mm-hmm. She, Barbara, he's already dead. Double tap. Like, Barbara called him, got, called Dawn a stalker instead of Sharon's girlfriend. She said, quote, I told her, talking about Dawn. Wait, hold on. I got confused. So, Barbara McWhorter called. Who's, who's Barbara? Uh, Sharon's mom. Okay, Sharon's mom is Barbara. Okay. Yes. So um, she called Dawn a stalker instead of saying that she was Sharon's girlfriend. Barbara McWhorter said about Dawn, I told her if you come back again, I'm going to have you arrested. She also said, Barbara McWhorter, that um, Sharon had survived cancer earlier that year in 2015, Damn. only to be murdered by Dawn Damn, at the end of the year. Damn, that sucks. Oh, yeah, that family will not forgive her. <laughs> um, <gasps> Barbara McWhorter said, for the last five years, I've been living in hell. I've been sick. I've had to sleep with the machine at night because it took five years to bring this case to a close. She alleged that Dawn even sent her an email saying... Um, prior to the murder, that Don sent an email to Barbara saying, nobody will have him. I will take his freedom away. What? Yeah. I don't get that. So Barbara McWhorter yeah. said that prior to the crime, Don sent her an email yeah. saying, nobody will have him, meaning Sharon. I will take his freedom away. Kind I don't of. Get, I don't really understand that. Basically saying, if nobody will have him, if I can't have him, no one can. Which is a common thing said by abusive people who end up murdering someone who's trying to leave them. So Don said that to the mom. Yep. I was here thinking the mom said it to Don, so I no. was like, "What?" No, Barbara received allegedly received an oh, email from. Maybe Dawn. I kept thinking you said Barbara had sent to Don in an email, so I was confused. No, like, Barbara what? said that Don sent an email. That's fucked up. Right. So basically, she went to, to please forgive me to five years later, like, I don't regret shit. No, 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 no. You got it flipped. Barbara said that prior to the murder, uh-huh. she had received an email from uh... Don saying this. So this is Barbara saying, showing okay. intent to kill Prior I thought this happened after, because you mentioned how she was on um, a machine for five years later yes. waiting for this case to close, and you yeah. made me think that after the case closed, no. Dawn said that to the mom. And I was like, what no. the fuck? So Dawn apparently objected this in court and was chastised, you know, by the judge properly, probably mm-hmm. unlike the previous um, 
the episode uh, where we were in court. Yeah. Um, Barbara went on to say that the su- to Barbara went on to say this directed towards Don said the suffering that you caused my son to shoot him twice, not once, but twice. And you want to burn him and you want me to forgive you. That is asking too much. Yeah. In my opinion, it is like if you're a mother and you have to deal with something like that, I personally feel like that is a lot to ask of someone like you're the one who did the deed Mm -hmm. you want the mother of that person that you killed to accept that imagine how she's probably having flashbacks of when you know she found out she was pregnant and you know the pregnancy Mm -hmm. and birthing that child and raising that child only to be the child got sick with cancer and then He's cancer free, and then you kill him. Come on, yeah, that's a lot to ask of a mom. Um, something that I did find was a memorial obituary for Sharon mm-hmm. McWhorter, and it has, um, you know, it talks about like obviously when the services, and there's some comments on here, like from family members, kind of saying stuff to him, you know, like um, how much they loved him and. You know, they're praying for him and sending condolences and stuff. That's so, nice. So that's nice. And that's where I get one of the pictures of him that oh, I'll end up nice. showing. So he was he was very much loved. You could tell you um, you could tell them family. where they could find it if anyone wants to say some nice thoughts. Maybe, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'll include all of my resources and links to things. Um, mm-hmm. obviously in the description of the podcast on YouTube as well. So mm-hmm. if you guys want to look at any of my sources or see things that I see, you can look at that there too. C-C-C. And so, so that's the murder of Sharon McWhorter. That's and crazy, dude. And my connection to the episode is pretty obvious. Um, that the smoking gun was a fingernail mm-hmm. and the um, very uh, observation, uh, what's the word? I don't know what's the word. The observational... Um, police officer mm. who saw that Dawn was missing a fingernail. Ah, yes, yes, yes. I mean, they probably would have caught her anyway, but to catch her so quick, because he saw that, pretty smart. Very. Before she could get her nails done. Yep. <laughs> if she was very adamant about, like, keeping her nails, like, a certain way, I doubt, like, you know, she would have immediately thought to get all her nails off. Well, she it was, was probably... It was the next, yeah. it was probably just a few hours later, so she probably yeah. was still in shock and on a lot of adrenaline True. about the murder to even think about replacing the nail. Yeah, and especially the fact that she even confessed, you could tell, like, she was a bit like, oh, I did this, you know? Yeah, so. she seems very back and forth where she wants to take responsibility. It's like she does want doesn't. to, but at the same time, she's like, but I'm a good person, and he deserved it. But at the same time, she's like, but I didn't mean to, so, you know. It'd be like that sometimes. Yep, it's a it's tough unfortunate. one. Tough, Very tough unfortunate. One. That sucks. Yep. Oh, well. It does indeed. <laughs> and uh, that's the closing of another episode. I hope you guys found it interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for... Thank you. Arriving with Round us. of applause. Clap, Clap and a hat. <laughs> um, what is... The next episode. The next episode, I believe, episode is... Episode 11. 
Is it the superhero in the alley? I don't remember the name of episode 11. I believe it's the superhero in the alley. Another great episode. Um, well, no, no, no. It's a woman in the ca- in a car. That's oh. what it is. Oh. Superhero in the alley Sorry. is after a woman in the car. Okay. So the next one is a super... Uh, wow. The next one is a woman <laughs> in, in, a car. in a car. All right. And we will see you guys again next week. Catch um, y'all next <laughs> week. Catch you later. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Do you have any thoughts about our conversation? There is, we had a lot... <laughs> Yeah, lots of lots of controversial things to talk about. What do you guys think? Sorry if we offended anyone. You know, we just we just talk. We're you know we're only human. Please don't shoot the messengers. We're always learning, and we're young. Obviously, (laughs) we don't know everything, right? And we're trying to gain new perspective and learn, and and maybe we can learn from your guys. We will try to open our minds. Yes, we're trying. So you know, and give us a rating on um anywhere apple podcasts anywhere and stitcher i think that's the place where you can actually rate the podcast anywhere. so let us know what you think comments and... are dope too mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah just give us some feedback let us know what we can do better let us know what you like or maybe, maybe don't like <laughs> maybe some suggestions or whatever at least we know you listen to us <laughs> but we are having a great time with this yeah. and we're, i'm really we're gonna keep trying it. to go mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so look at that. We are already in the double digits of season one. We got to episode 10. We're going to move on to 11. Get some excitement, The fun has arrived. We will have a surprise for season two, so be prepared. Well, we do? Yes, we do. You'll remember later. In time, you will. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Adios. Adios. Bye. Hasta lasagna. Bye. Das Lee. Das Vidania? Yeah. Hasta lasagna. I got my eyes on ya. Bye. Bye. Next week on The Heart and the Bones. Regular. Get in my belly. You was in my belly. brothers. <laughs> <laughs>